Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, Daniela, you are our style coach of the day. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to ask a million and one questions or whatever I'm allowed to do within this time frame of life. But first, introduce yourself and what it is you do and what the heck is a style coach? Hi, I'm Daniela Siebert. Like you said, I am a style coach. And really, that just means that I give women the tools to build thoughtful wardrobes that empower their daily lives so they can really forget about what they're wearing and and do more and feel more confident and have more freedom. Now, when we talk about feeling confident moving through the world, I've got to be honest, every time I'm struggling, I do one thing. I put on black leggings and a big sweatshirt. And I'm like, okay, let's go. But you wear a lot of color and that's, that's new. Like that's kind of, you wear a lot of neutrals and earth tones and stuff like that. Can we talk about why, like, I love the color black. I don't think I ever will not love the color black. And I, and I do think that sometimes I wear it because I'm masking. And I think other times I wear it because I'm really, that's just my, I love that look. But talk to me about color. Do you find that we are especially just afraid of color or have been taught wrong things about color? Where does color play in for us? And how do we find out what our colors even are? Mm-hmm. I love this question because I do talk about black a lot and my somewhat distaste for it. But uh, like you were saying, the two reasons you turn to black are two very different mindsets. The reason that I encourage women to go toward color and away from black is because we have been taught that black is slimming, that it's flattering, and it's such a, it's that safe place. And I, black is a very harsh color on a lot of women, not all women, but a lot of women. And so um, I would say like if red were a safe color, that color that we turn to because it's slimming and because we're supposed to wear it so that we look thin, I would say don't wear red because that, that mindset behind it is coming from a really a negative place that because I'm not a certain size, I have to wear this color. So that's a huge reason why I try to push women toward color because it's all, it's such a mindset shift. Uh, And that totally makes sense too. And there must be so much that comes into play. Like when you think about black, it is totally a a cool color, but it also does come off harsh. And let's be real. When we're doing something like family photos, I wouldn't want to be wearing a black dress unless I was like really going for like a dark and moody theme, which is often what's put, what puts me in like this uncomfortable position sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm looking at my wardrobe. I own three colors. They are denim, they are black and they are pink. And that is like, and then there's like every once in a while, some fad item that I bought that might be the color of the moment. I think last year for me, it was lavender, but I've never really figured out what my color is. Is there a way to figure out what your color is? Is it skin tone? Is it eye color? Is it hair color? Is it just whatever the heck we want? Like, what do we do if we just want to start into not wearing black all the time? Yeah, it's all of those things. 
and depending on which color theory you follow. And, and I'll say too, if you feel powerful and amazing in black, I want you to wear black. Like, yeah, I do feel powerful in black. Uh, I don't know it's, why. It's a, I mean, it is a I wear black all the time. Not all the time. But I wear black. It's not that we should never wear it. If you feel powerful and you feel confident, I want you to wear it. It's when it's that safe place of, I need to be, I need to hide. I need to not be seen. I need to be smaller. That's when I say, no, thank you. But in terms of finding our colors, so I, I always kind of give this caveat when I work with one-on-one clients or when I'm on social media that I follow the four seasons. And if you were to Google this, you can find every quiz. I have a quiz. I have a find your colors quiz. You can find a million quizzes. There are all these different color theories. There's 12 seasons. There's 16 seasons. And the reason that I only talk about four, knowing full well that there is no possible way that every incredible combination of human features could fit into one of four categories. True. It's just that it's simple. And I like to give women a baseline and, and then we can branch out from there. But because color isn't the only part of my method and it's not the only thing I teach, I find that it's easier to just keep it simple instead of having, you know, these 16 seasons and you have to pinpoint yours and then you have like this huge span of a million different options. Like, let's just, let's find a starting place and then we can, and then we can branch out from there. That, I mean, makes sense. And I, and I mean, I feel like this is what's so hard is with social media, when you follow people and you're looking what they're wearing and you automatically want it to work for you. And I think at one point years ago, I was like, I just wish I had the ability to like look at my closet and be able to pull together an outfit and know exactly what works with what and not have to like go and look at different places, save different photos from other people's stylings. Like, I just wish I had that ability. And then recently I saw this woman who has an incredible style and an incredible wardrobe. She was putting together an outfit and it was so interesting. It was a TikTok and she was, you know, had these jeans on and then she switches the shoes and she switches the bag and she plays around with it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yes, this is it. And that was one of the first moments I realized that not everybody is just looking at their closet and figuring out an outfit like that. There is a little bit of play involved. There is a little bit of trial and error until it kind of comes together. I don't know what my question is about this, but essentially, do you find a lot of people think that they're the only ones that just don't know how to dress, that they don't know how to style instead of realizing this is actually a pretty common thing for most people? Yes, time. A million. That's actually, that's a huge reason why I started any of this in the first place. My business, Fox and Bloom, just started as a blog because I've always loved style and I have a journalism degree. And so I always thought I would, I would get my degree and I'd go work at a fashion magazine. And then I realized that path really wasn't for me in terms of being in the fashion industry, you know, in that capacity. But I, I've always loved that you can combine writing with whatever it is that you're passionate about. And so Fox and Bloom started as this blog because I found so many women always saying to me, oh, that looks so cute on you. I can never pull it off. And we say that, oh my gosh, we say that to ourselves all the time. That looks, that looks so cute on her. I could, I could yeah. never pull that off. And so I wanted to create a space that was encouraging and educational, saying like, it's really... It's not as hard as we make it out to be. Here's a few tips. Here's a few steps. And helping women see that they're not alone. Because I I have found that I actually am the exception. I walk into a store and my eyes light up and I'm so excited to get creative. It's such an outlet for me. But the more women I've met and the more women I've worked with, I realize that there is this complete fallacy that women just love clothes, love shopping. Like most women want to burn their closets to the ground. Oh, and I've, just I've literally it. said that probably a hundred times in my life. I, I yeah. don't know anybody. I've cried on my closet floor more often yeah. than that, or been like, I need to get rid of everything. Nothing in here is serving me. Yes. Nothing. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping women edit down and build thoughtful mm. wardrobes that have a few pieces that you feel so good in instead of having things from pre-baby, post-baby, college, where you have no idea if it even fits you and you you keep it because 
you spent good money on it, air quotes, <laughs> because someone gave it to you or because, it, you know, it's fine. It fits. Like, no, it fits isn't a good enough reason to keep something. I want you to feel freaking amazing. Yeah. And, and I do find that there is also this thing that happens when you go to a mall, let's say you're strolling into a store like an H&M that has very high style like mannequins at the front. And you're like, okay, this has to go with this. You can see the combination put together. I love thrifting. And a lot of people are like, I want to try it, but I get so confused because there is no examples. There's only one size in the thing. I'm having to sift through everything. And one thing that I really recognized was in the last year, we were pulling together all these like fun dress up. We were doing dress up nights with a couple of my girlfriends and we were dressing up as different like TV show characters. And when I had like an example picture of what I was pulling together, I could move through that thrift store so intentionally and find exactly what I needed. Like, I mean, we did this like six or seven times. I found what I needed six or seven times exactly. So every time I was going into the thrift store feeling uninspired, I had to recognize it was because I had nothing to pull from. I didn't have a mannequin in my face showing me what to wear. And even still, when I go to those stores and I see the mannequin, that's not even my body type. So it doesn't necessarily work. And, you know, I I brought this up to you before we started in the pod is I feel like this is, I'm a huge smash and test fan. So, you know, there's this romper revolution, right? And women are gravitating towards clothing that is an investment of one outfit that they all they have to do is kind of layer around it. I think we still do this with like black leggings as well, but I would love to hear what you find in a thoughtful wardrobe are like the must have items that like everybody should own to try like cuz I'm just so fascinated and then I'll stop talking and let you answer. I'm so fascinated by the fact that I'm constantly going through my closet, hating everything. And there's like the same laundry basket of things that I love. I'm washing the same things over and over. I love them. And then I've got so much sitting that just, it hurts my heart that I'm falling into these traps over and over again of consumerism, trying to find like the perfect fit or the perfect outfit or live up to the standard of never wearing the same thing twice, which is ridiculous. But I want to be more thoughtful. I want to move into that more and have this like thoughtful capsule wardrobe, whatever we want to call it. What does that look like? Gosh, there's so much to unpack. So I like to, the way, the way I approach building a closet, I like to think of it as a funnel because I realize that, you know, while it, like I was saying, while I thrive off of a million options, I think it's very creative. Most women want to know, I put this shirt with this pant and this jacket and, and we're done. Yeah. That's, that's me. You're <laughs> so, describing me. Yes. So we, I like to think of it as a funnel and the, the very top is like forever 21. Everything is an option. The rainbow, everything's a possibility. That's way too overwhelming. So first we define your personal style and that's, so important because that goes back to that looks great on her, but I could never pull that off. Right. Well, what if it's just not your style? Mm. You know, we, we make everything about our bodies and we blame everything on ourselves. You know, if you, if you try a trend and you don't like it, we can't say, I don't like it. We say it doesn't look good on me. Yeah. It's not serving me. Yeah. And I like to flip like if you were out to eat with your friends and they wanted an olive pizza, you would say, I don't, I don't like olives. And they would say, great, we won't get olives. But when it's our bodies, we can't say, oh, I don't like crop tops. We say there's something wrong with me. So when, when we start just by defining our own style, I like to think of it in terms of like, what are some words that describe my personality? If my personality is minimal, organized, clean, no wonder I don't like boho trends on myself. But I think there's something wrong with my body instead of recognizing, no, I just, I prefer classic look. So your personality, like, what are the things you find visually pleasing or beautiful? And then what makes you feel you're most confident? And that really helps you take it outside of yourself and your body and your fall and to be able to see that looks amazing for her because she, that is her style. Like that's her personality. She's colorful. She's fun. I am classic and put together and like the end, it's no longer personal. Yes. So just starting there and then everything else is like, 
great. We can put on blinders to that whole section of Forever 21 that is just like, I, I love to use that example just because it's like the biggest store that I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, but it makes sense though, because even the way we decorate our houses, I can appreciate somebody who does like really earth tones and different things like that. It's taken me so long to like, really own what I like in interior design and actually do it. And the one thing that my interior decorator was like, she's like, stop dressing your home for a future owner. You live in it right now. What do you want? And I was like, this is the first time anybody's asked me this. I want pink cabinets. And then we went for it. We did the pink cabinets. Right. And people are like, not my style, but gosh, I love this. And I was like, I, and what you're saying now makes so much sense. We can appreciate a look on somebody else without having to feel like we're missing out or need to replicate it or need to do that for ourselves if it doesn't work with us, just like it's just like our interior design, just like olives on a pizza. I think that's so smart and really removes the shame factor into decision making around what we're wearing. You all have been hearing me sing the praises of Array Blow Capsules lately. They have been one of my most necessary things lately, and I want to share a little bit more about them. Array was created to help women feel their best so they can be their best. They make targeted products which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. And their products work in under an hour so you can actually feel the results. For me, a couple weeks ago, had a cheese pizza, was not feeling so great. Grabbed the bloat capsules. And this is what I love about them. They're so versatile because they can be taken at any time. Whether you've had that like really heavy plant-based meal or like a really dairy-heavy, greasy pizza or pasta, whatever it might be. What the bloat capsules do is they optimize digestion with the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes. And it's completely laxative-free, so you're not going to be running to the bathroom. Trust me, I don't need any more of that in my life. And Array did something really special. They worked with an eating disorder specialist to formulate their products, and they were so intentional about creating products that would give people relief from digestive issues without the possibility of using it for weight loss purposes. They're an extremely body positive brand, and they believe that every size and shape is beautiful, but that no one should feel discomfort after their meals. So the blow capsules were designed to give people food freedom so you can enjoy the foods you love without that discomfort, gas, or bloating after, which was exactly my story with that cheese pizza, having a couple blow capsules afterwards, and feeling that relief almost immediately. And it works on men too. Right now, you can go to Array.com, that's A-R-R-A-E.com, and use code PAPAYA at checkout for 10% off a one-time purchase or 25% off first month on subscription. That's Array.com and use code papaya for 10% off a one-time purchase or 25% off your first month on subscription. And if you're anything like me and you try it once and realize what an impact they can have on your life and having that food freedom again, uh, you're going to go for the subscription. I really feel that. We love them. My husband's been taking them alongside me. He also did the cheese pizza and yeah, so you get you get me. Our marriage is better for it. So check out Array.com. And like I said, use that code papaya at checkout for 10% off that one-time purchase or 25% off first month on subscription. What's up, well-beings? I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorris, and this is The Heal Podcast. Every Thursday, I interview the leading experts in health and healing, as well as real people with extraordinary healing stories. Whether you want to heal a physical diagnosis, a mental health issue, a past trauma, or heal our planet, the Heal Podcast is for you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answers you've been searching for. You can follow us on Instagram at at Heal Documentary and at Kelly Gores, and catch episode clips on Heal Documentary's YouTube channel. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday anywhere podcasts are found. This is something that came up recently. I saw another TikTok and it was a mother and she was talking about postpartum. You are about to pop. By the time this comes out, I'm going to hope you already have a baby in your arms. I will have, I better. (laughs) You better. We, I've just moved through this season of body change. People go through body change and it is one of the most uncomfortable times in life because we're not taught so much how to gain weight 
or change in size to bigger. We're taught a lot about how to get smaller, how to fit in things and, and, you know, belt them, cinch them. You know, you're looking at styles online and they're like, oh, just size up in this. And it's an oversized look. And you're like, what happens when the oversized look isn't even oversized on me? We're really struggling. And this season can be so sensitive, especially when you're like, I just had a baby. I have nothing to wear except for maternity clothes. I feel like nothing is serving me. I'm so uncomfortable. This is so sensitive. But here's what the TikTok I saw. And it blew my mind. This woman, she was like, I don't know when she had had a child. At some point she had had a child. And she was talking about this lower belly overhang, you know, the AKA the FUPA, as some people love to coin it. A very common happenstance after having a child or going through weight gain or naturally having it all along. And she said, we need to stop putting stretchy jeans on and go for rigid. And I was like, excuse me, rigid jeans are like an assault. But then she compared the two and here I was thinking, there's no way that rigid jeans would ever serve my body. But then I watched as she tried on the stretchy thing. And then when she put on the rigid thing and my mind was blown, the rigid denim actually served her body more. What are some other, and I'm not, if you love your stretchy jeans, please go and live your life in your stretchy jeans. Rock (laughs) that lower belly uh, all day long. I love to see it. Like truly I do, but I get it now. I get that. Like, we don't have to, we don't have to put ourselves in these like pockets of, oh, I can only wear stretch things now. Like you're still allowed to wear these like different things that don't have stretch. And I don't know why in motherhood we get into this mindset of like, I can only wear stretchy clothing. And sometimes I love to wear stretchy clothing, but that's not the only rule. But what are some other ways that we can transition through a season of body change in a way that really serves us, that shows up for us and makes us move through this world? I mean, not even just like breastfeeding, but all of it, like going through the whole thing in transition. Have you found certain things work really well for that. Mm-hmm. I think this aligns back with your previous question about what should we all have in our closet. And I one outfit formula that I love is something that plays off of what's called the rule of thirds, which is where instead of splitting like visually, yeah. instead of splitting your body in half, you split your your legs like from your waist down into two thirds. And think about your torso as one third. And this is sort of like a universally flattering shape that we can create using our clothes, using color blocking, like things don't have to be tight. We just imagine, okay, instead of having, you know, this shirt halfway down my thighs and then my skinny jeans, so my body is half and half, how can we make it two thirds and one third? And there are so many ways to do that. Like if you wanted to do, say, a mid-rise jean, a rigid jean. <laughs> no, any jean. If you wanted to do a mid-rise, a mid-rise pant, and you wanted to do, you know, a t-shirt with a little tuck or not a tuck and a cardigan, like that would, that would accomplish that. And you can create so many different outfits just by focusing on this one silhouette. And you can do that with. So if your body's going through a season of change, like mine has multiple times. I, you know, when I was younger, definitely struggled with disordered eating and then intentionally gained weight through weightlifting and actually taking care of my body and feeding it what it needed to be fed. That was a period though, where I saw my body really change and really had to had to kind of sit down and have a, a pep talk with myself thinking, saying, this is, this is good. This is what you wanted. You know, I had, um, oh my gosh, since I was 12 years old, one of the thigh gaps. And I finally had one. And because I was actually feeding my body what it needed, that gap was surely closing. closing. And I had to have some very real conversations with myself about buying new clothes that fit, about being curious about my body changes. And then my body like really sat in that place for a while. It felt really good. And then I got pregnant with my first baby and we changed all over again. And I really tried to, I've tried to do this both times, look at those changes through a lens of curiosity instead of negativity or, you know, any sort of shaming of myself. Like, why do my legs look like that now? Why does my butt look like that now? Just, oh, that's like, I wonder what part 
what it is about pregnancy that made that happen. That's amazing. And now I've completely gotten myself off track. No, that's um, okay. <laughs> I know a lot of people struggle with hydration in the summer months because it's hot out, you're doing more. That's not my story. I actually get most of my dehydration when the seasons change into the cooler weather because I'm drinking a lot of hot drinks and I'm not prioritizing getting myself that water that I need every single day. This is why I love Hydro Jug because they're like the only way that I'm actually getting my water in every day in a way that works, is practical, and I can carry along with me wherever I'm going. And now you can choose from three different Hydro Jug options to hydrate with. They're pro Hydro Jug, stainless, or glass Hydro Jugs. Personally, I'm a fan of the glass. It makes me feel like I'm enjoying a crisp glass of water at home, even if I'm on the go or however I want to. It's also incredibly picture perfect. It's Instagram worthy. It's clean. And not only does this keep my water clean and cold, it looks super cute as well. And you know what? Don't ask me why that matters to me. But if I've got to drink my water every day, I want it to be cute. And Hydrojug holds half a gallon of water so you can hydrate more and refill less. With a leak-proof seal, that water stays in the bottle, off your clothes, out of your bag. Trust me, I bring mine literally in my work bag. And it has a wide mouth opening, so it makes it easy to add ice or fruit if that's your jam. It has an integrative handle, which makes it easy to carry and drink. And all their products are BPA-free because sustainability is important to them. Hydrojug also offers these really cute sleeves. This is where you get to elevate the whole experience. It makes it easier to carry your Hydrojug and they have these little pockets to carry all your essentials like your phone, your key, chapsticks, whatever. And Hydrojug will make the perfect holiday gift this year because there is a color for everyone. It's affordable and truly everyone needs a water bottle. And it's the kind of water bottle that if you give it as a gift, they're not tossing it aside. They're actually stoked. I know this because I've given it as a gift and it was so well received. And it makes me so stoked when I'm like watching my friend's Instagram story and I see them with their hydro jug in the front seat of their car on their kitchen counter. I know it's being used and I know I gave them an actual practical gift. It makes it so special. So I love the hydro jug. It's so convenient. It's made me drink more water. I love how beautiful it is. And I want you to be able to get your hydro jug right now at www.thehydrojug.com. And you can use discount code papaya. You're going to get 10% off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. So use code papaya at thehydrojug.com to get 10% off and start hydrating today. Let's get back to today's show. But it really does lead me into maternity clothes was a trip for me. I found a few items. I really did. But it was shocking to me that like essentially now the style or for a lot of people was you can rock like tight clothes with a cute bump. It was it's so cute to rock the bump. And then you go into postpartum and everything that I was finding in nursing clothing was a frigging tent. And I was like, what message are we sending to women that like, please hide yourself away. But then we do it. We do it. We feel really weird and awkward. We've got this new body. So maybe I will just hide it away. I'll wait to get my quote unquote body back. And then I'll step back into my jeans. I'll go. It was, and this is what blows my mind when we go through a body change, how difficult it is for us to dress in a size of pant that actually fits. And I made a post about this once because I was like, having a moment where I really wanted to do up my old jeans. I wanted to like, I was at that point in postpartum where I was like, can I get my old jeans on? And I pulled them up and I did them up. And I swear to goodness, I don't know how they didn't just like split right open and go down. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't even move. And I was like, what point am I proving to myself? So I took a picture of myself in those jeans and they were done up. I had them on, but I wasn't comfortable. Then I took a picture of jeans that did fit me. I'm now a size 12. So I had size 12 jeans on as opposed to the eight tens that I had on before. And you look and you're looking at these two comparatives. And what's fascinating to me is I actually looked more put together, more comfortable, more confident in the larger size. But what throws me is the fact that we are so ingrained in our own fat phobia and discomfort in body change that we are, we will resist moving up in size, even though 
guess what, everybody? The tag's on the inside of the clothes. Nobody can even see it, even if they would. I announce my clothing size now, but what the heck are we doing? Why are, why are we doing that? First of all, vanity sizing is real. It, yeah, can you explain I, vanity sizing? Because I've heard this, but I don't completely understand what vanity sizing is. So vanity sizing, if you've ever heard that people say like, oh, in, in today's sizes, Marilyn Monroe would be a 14. It's this idea that we, that companies, that retailers are able to sell more clothes when we, as the consumer, see a smaller number on that tag. That's why there's a double zero now. Because a double zero... There was a triple zero the other day at the jeans store. Um, I'm not yeah. even going to name the store, but there was a triple zero. And you know what they didn't have? Size 18. You could only buy those online. I wrote the store manager. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm... I'm so proud of you for doing that. <laughs> I was lit up. But yeah, it's this idea that when we see a smaller number, we, of course, perceive that as being better. And we would rather be the smaller number because we have to continually shrink ourselves and it sells more clothes. And it's also, sizing is so completely unregulated. I mean, you can buy two pairs of pants from the same store and they wouldn't fit you. The same way, after I had my first baby, I ordered a ton of swimsuits from the same place in different brands. And I was like, I don't even know what size I am anymore. I'm going to try all these on and see what happens. And I could barely fit into the larger size. The smaller size was too big. It like I ended up sending everything back. And I went on this huge ramp on my stories because thank goodness I have done the work and had the knowledge and to understand that this had absolutely nothing to do with my body. And it was just that sizing is so, so unregulated and irregular. But I was imagining the woman who put everything on a number and who is constantly weighing herself and is constantly comparing herself and doesn't know that that this is what retailers are doing and puts everything back on herself. There's something wrong with my body. I was imagining her trying on this size that she thought she was. And it was, it was a one piece and it was not, there were things there was, we were getting an education and I was able to say this has like, this has nothing to do with me. This is insane that this brand is doing this, but most women, it would be, I hate my body. I'm never wearing a swimsuit. I'm not going to the pool. I'm not enjoying my life with my family because X, Y, Z doesn't fit me. There's something, there is something wrong with me. And this is what is so frustrating about this. And what I think begs to be mentioned is when we do this vanity sizing, where there's more sizing available in smaller size, like it just kind of puts you, I actually did this when I was in deep in my disordered eating, I would choose a certain store to shop at because I was a size zero there. And I liked that my, I had a size zero on my body, even though I was probably more like a four, I fit into a zero at the store. And I owned that. I made an Instagram post about it. I was like, never would have seen the day. Can't believe I went from a size 18 to zero. Like I marketed it. Like I was like, this is amazing. Well, the fact is I, at any given time, usually about four or five different sizes, but what what's happening with vanity sizing is, and I've heard this from those who exist in plus size bodies. They're like, we're being left in the dust because if that fits them, what's fitting us, this doesn't even make sense. Or when there's different shops that I won't mention that sell this really boho vibe, very oversized. And they're like, we don't actually sell plus size clothing. Plus size women are actually still able to wear it, but they're, they're completely leaving them out of the conversation. So this whole like oversized movement versus the size of your jeans, vanity sizing, it's leaving so many people very, very frustrated. And not to mention a lot of people aren't even able to participate in trying things on in store. There's also this happenstance going on right now where they're removing mirrors from change rooms and making you go out in, have you had this happen yet? You have to like walk out into the store and have everybody else like it's a sales, it's a sales thing. So you can't see it for yourself. You have to go out. But even there, like I was in a store and the women pulled all of these sizes for me 
And they pulled me like smalls and mediums. And I was like, ma'am, I need like a a large or an extra large. This isn't making me feel better about the situation because all I'm looking for is clothing that serves my body and you're serving me things that don't. So therefore, I'm not actually having a great experience. I'm feeling crappy about myself, like I'm somehow to blame in this situation. And you made me walk out into a room of people to be like, excuse me, none of this fits. I actually need a bigger size and to stand there like, thank goodness it was me, but I still, like, I was still impacted from that process. And, you know, a lot of people have had to do this online shopping. Now, what would you say in terms of online shopping? Should we just like start having measuring tapes? Should we start taking time to actually measure our bodies instead of just going off of the numeric size, taking a moment to get fitted properly to our bodies? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Take a soft measuring tape, measure, take your measurements. And I don't say that lightly because I know that numbers have a lot of weight and a lot of meaning to them. So Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, if you need to do that with a friend or if you need, you know, like this, I I know that that measurements could be, use the word triggering, like could be very triggering for somebody. So I don't say this lightly, but it does help mitigate that experience that you were describing. So definitely have those standard measurements, keep it in your phone, like label it something random. So you don't ever worry about like call it your grocery list. So you don't worry if someone finds it in your notes or something like that. But brands, because I actually had a really great conversation with someone who's in logistics and retail for a webinar that we did all about this and how having your own, having your measurements on hand is so important because it's actually incredibly expensive for retailers to process all of our free returns. <laughs> oh. And so their online site, that's why sizing guides are, you might notice like they're getting more detailed, like they're trying to help us more. They're showing and I still just love to just be like, I think I'm this. I do yeah. it all the time. <laughs> yeah. But if, and you'll, it also is kind of eye-opening because you might see once you have your measurements and you can see that the size 12 at this store is X, Y, and Z measurements and the size 12 at this is completely different. And it's let's not even bring in the UK sizing because that'll just throw you. Yeah, I learned that oh, hard my way too. <laughs> Why can't yes. we get on the same measurements? Like this is just, it's just so That's much. That's I said, there's no regulation and there there's a board somewhere of, you know, designers who pretend to be regulating these things and there just isn't. And so we are left thinking that there's something wrong with our bodies when people are just trying to make money. I don't know what it's like in your world right now, but for us, we are about to get report cards home. And for a lot of families, this can be kind of a difficult time. You're navigating, what do these grades mean? And what if my kid is falling behind? We've seen it, especially in one category, math. And that's why I love Mathnasium. Mathnasium mainly works with kids grades two through 12. They're the authority on math education and it's all they teach and they're experts at it. Kids can learn in center or online, whichever way works best for you and your family. And either way, it's the same face-to-face learning with instructors who really care. Studies have shown that kids have gotten behind in math because of the pandemic. And I can understand why their confidence may have been shaken this last little while, especially as these report cards come home. And chances are there's a Mathnasium near you for that support. There's over a thousand of them across the country. Every child is assessed individually. Mathnasium uses customized learning plans to give them exactly what they need along the way. So if your child is a little behind in math, Mathnasium will bridge the gap. They need to move at a faster pace and be challenged. Mathnasium will help step on the gas and raise the level of work. And what they teach goes above and beyond math. They're learning to think critically, problem solve, gain confidence in their abilities overall. And they never assign homework, but they can help your kid with their homework from school, which is great. And just another thing off your table of things to do as well. Whether you're looking to get your kids back on track or want to ensure that they're staying ahead with their math studies, find a center near you at mathnasium.com and contact them for a free in-center or online consultation. That's mathnasium.com 
and find one near you. We just found one right across town, which is incredible. Check them out, mathnasium.com. I'm going to ask two more style specific questions because I would love your input on these two things because I do think that there's something that we typically go towards when we're having those off days, when we're feeling like, eh, I just want to put on something that's good old reliable. You know, we, we know about the little bit black dress. We've talked about the romper, but let's talk about a black legging. How can we elevate a black legging into an everyday style? And then maybe even talk to me about how we can elevate a classic romper too, whether it's through accessories, whether it's through layering, what are some of those key things that we can do that really elevate the look of our favorite comforts when we need to come home to them? Mm, I love that. When you say black legging, the first thing I think of is like a really fierce booty and then building from there. Like there is just something about that combination that I love. I just bought some like shiny booties recently. And I was like, who is she? Like, it is a whole vibe and a half. And I was like, my yoga pants, like, who knew? She didn't know this was coming. And again, so I have to get specific because when I think black legging and I think Sarah, I think like shiny. So do, do we mean more? I mean a mat. Like a Like not a leather. A yeah. Because I definitely okay. do both. But I, <laughs> I, wear the, I wear the shiny leather ones when I'm feeling edgier. And I like mm-hmm. my matte ones when I'm just like having an every day and I'm not in the, the mood day. to go through jeans that fit me that day. You know, I also love how this has become so popular right now. Like really uh, mixing styles and kind of genres. So... I love uh, a legging with like an oversized blazer mm. and maybe something cropped underneath. Um, not, it doesn't have to be like crazy cropped, but keeping in mind, I know the rule of thirds is so much easier with a visual, but if you imagine- It does like, make sense though, the legs. And then, yeah, it would make sense because yeah. you have something that's creating depth and then something that's elongating you. It does exactly. make sense when you're, the same as happens with photography, right? The rule of thirds is how you mm-hmm. put together a photo. And so it does make, it does add up for me. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. So I love that, like even a sneaker and a blazer and a crop top or a t-shirt underneath. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, even if you did a sweatshirt, a crop sweatshirt, if you did it with that intentionality, I think, again, so much of this is mindset. There's a difference between, I feel like crap. I look like crap. I am crap. I'm going to wear my leggings in a huge sweatshirt. There's a difference between that and you know what, maybe like today isn't the best day, but I know that when I feel like I put some effort in and I was intentional, I feel better. So I'm going to do this crop sweatshirt and this sneaker and we're going to, we're going to get stuff. I love that. Okay. (laughs) Talk me through a romper. How could we elevate a romper? Is it with a belt? Is it with a jacket? Mm. Mm. Who is the stylist now? Love a jacket. Love a jacket. (laughs) Love a jacket. Love that they're having a moment. Everyone needs to own a jacket. I've been wearing mine for two years and I'm obsessed. I mean, yes to all of those things. I get like elevate. I love um, like a strappy sandal. Mm. I I love a leather jacket. I love like I love a leather jacket. I love Mm -hmm. a leather jacket. Even taking it the opposite way. Like I love. layering like a sweater under I have I have a romper or like a, a jumper a long long pants <laughs> who is a stylist yeah, yeah. so I love to layer it over um, a sweater to kind of like take it through fall so cute kind of like you might with like like you might with a dress I get sometimes I kind of like to think of rompers or jumpsuits like you would a dress styling it yeah like that's so true yeah like it's yeah. one piece yeah. so it's all about like how you one layer piece. into that right Okay. I have one final question. And back years ago, I think I was watching Kardashians and Kim was saying something about how her mom always overdoes everything. She does like earrings and rings and necklaces. And she's like, she doesn't get that. If you're going to wear chunky necklaces, you have to wear like a minimal earring. Or if you're wearing a minimal earring, you have to like, or a big earring, you have to wear like minimal necklaces. And I kind of do this a lot with my outfits. And if I'm wearing a baggy pant, I wear a tight top. Or if I'm wearing a tight top, then I, or sorry, if I'm wearing a tight 
pant, like a skinny jean that I'm wearing something looser on top. Is that, is that how, like kind of when we're talking about the thirds, is it, is it all about kind of that balancing? Am I dressing myself correctly? <laughs> um, it is all about balance. Just not necessarily how you might think. I generally agree with the, with, with that idea of like, I love playing with opposites. I think when it comes to body shape, what we need to remember is that a huge reason why an hourglass shape is put on this pedestal and really upheld as what is most desirable. A huge reason for that is just because the human, I love symmetry mm. and an hourglass. Is Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> I didn't even think about the psychology around it. I just thought that that's mm-hmm. what we were being. And I, and I'm somebody who struggled with being a curvier girl all in the midsection and like mm-hmm. a tiny little AB cut boobs and like a flat ass. So I was like, well, fuck me. Like, where do I land in this style? Like, I don't even get it. So a lot of times for me, it was like, I have to create a shape. I have to figure it out somewhere. And I don't want the shape to be just my stomach. Like I I get, I own my stomach. I get that it's there, but I also like, don't want people to only notice that part of me. I want to be, I want to feel like I'm not just like, oh, here's this one part of me that I've taken 10 years to work through feelings around. And here it is like, here's this thing. And so, I mean, I get why we have to have these conversations. And I think that's so cool to know that that's where it happens. And so it really does come down to finding our own symmetry for our own individual bodies. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where, that's where that balance comes in. So if you, let's say you are visually wider through your hips than Mm -hmm. your shoulders, then I always recommend doing something more streamlined, maybe like a straight or slightly tapered pant, and then go all out on top, like volume, texture, pattern, shine. And that's how we can start to create that balance where you just really streamline. And then like, where, where do you need to add more to work with your own proportions, your own unique proportions and create that balance. And so the opposite is also true. If you are maybe broader through your shoulders, you are, you're, have a larger chest and then you're narrower through your hips. Let's keep things nice and structured up top and then do um, like a wide leg pant or an A-line yes. skirt on the bottom okay. to really balance those things out. So I think, you know, going back to your question, like, it, how how does balance work? And if I do tight, then should I do something uh, bigger? Like I, it all is comes down to your unique shape, and which takes us all the way back to this idea of when we see something on someone else and we think that's so cute on her, I can never pull it off. You are, I'm very intentional about you about the language I use of saying what do you feel you're most confident in? Mm. What do you feel your best at? Not what's flattering on you or what looks good on you. No, you're not going to feel your best in an outfit from somebody who has a completely different body shape than you. And that is, we have to, we have to be more objective about it because you're, you aren't going to feel your best in something that, yeah, of somebody who has maybe totally different coloring from you, a different style, a different shape. But then we just put it back on ourselves. Yeah. Like we're completely different human beings. And for some reason, it's our fault. <laughs> I know. Feel good and I fall into this trap all the time because I follow all these style bloggers and they have these really cute outfits. And then I put them on myself and I was like, well, that didn't work out. That sucks for me. I just spent all this money on swipe up links and whatnot, only to feel like I'm some sort of a failure. And what I'm really learning here is that there is value in finding out your shape, finding out your measurement, really working through what a wardrobe looks for you and how to be more thoughtful. So we don't fall into these traps of buying something that's working for somebody else. Now I know that you do this. This is your job. This is what you do. Besides like pushing out a human out of your body this week. I just told you it's this week now. Um, Tell us how we can get into your work, what you do, where we can find you on Instagram. And I know that you also have something special for our listeners today as well. Well, my website is foxandbloom.co.co. I spend most of my time hanging out on Instagram at Daniela.ebert. So that's really where you can catch up with me. I give all of these 
tips there. And yeah, you give great tips. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> looking forward you. to the postpartum tips, even though I'm like oh nine God. months in, I'm going to need them. They're coming. They're coming. And because I'm about to be postpartum and because I'm about to take my own maternity leave, I'm relaunching an online course that I have that really walks through this system that I was describing because I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of one-on-one sessions yeah, yeah. <laughs> while I'm nursing and all of that mom stuff. So the, the program is called Five Minute Outfit. And mm. the whole idea is that once you, you know, that, that funnel I was talking about, like once you work through that funnel, we're not going to spend an hour staring into the abyss of our closet anymore. It's five minutes and you don't have to think about your clothes anymore. Wow. So um, yeah, that's the program and it's 20% off with the code Papaya. Papaya, I hear that everyone. Five minutes. Wow. I, <laughs> I genuinely could use this. Danella, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be so open and curious and ask you very selfish questions like if I'm dressing properly, but it's so helpful. I honestly love that you had an answer for my black leggings to my rompers <laughs> and, you know, like teaching me all about, you know, the thirds of our bodies so we can dress them like we would, you know, taking a photo in the thirds and really owning the fact that we are not everybody else's bodies, just like we're not everybody else's pizza toppings. So thank you. I love what you're doing to everyone listening. And honestly, all the best on the pushing out of the baby. Very excited for you. Can't wait to see the news and truly so excited for your postpartum journey as well. And for everyone listening, thanks so much for carrying through this conversation with us. I hope that it was as helpful to you as it was for me. I'm going to have all the information in the show notes as well. So check it out. Check Daniela out. Go see her cute new baby that is here by now. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.